A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 90. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week. On Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes of business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. Welcome to Thrive Thursday with Dr. Yishai. This week on the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, I had Maurice Huffman, the author of Roadmap to Marketing Success, a serial entrepreneur, founder of the New York Marketing Academy, and global vice president of customer success at Open Exchange Incorporated. Story Tuesday's conversation was so packed and full with both stories and lessons that I just had to share it all with you. And so I gave it to you in two parts. On Story Sunday, episode 88, Maurice shared lessons he learned from mistakes and setbacks that have become the backbone of the incredible work he does as a leader and entrepreneur, including when a Mercedes executive walked out on him right in the middle of a big pitch meeting. On Story Tuesday, episode 89, our Story Tuesday conversation continued with Maurice sharing the pivotal stories and moments for him like what he learned from losing all the clients at his PR firm and how he turned those experiences into the foundation of one of the most powerful arms of OX and his own marketing academy. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episodes 88 and 89 to learn from a methodical and curious master marketer about how to harness curiosity, learning, and education as the core of marketing and success in leadership and business. Today, I'm following that conversation by diving deeper into curiosity, learning, and education, and why they matter in marketing, business, and beyond. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout. If you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, 
then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. And now without further ado, let's talk about education, learning, and curiosity. I have a question for you. When you were in school, middle school, high school, college, whatever, were you more interested and invested in your grades or what you could get out of each and every moment of class, reading, studying, and homework? Me? I was the weirdo in the class. In fact, I got in trouble with my classmates for asking my teachers for more homework. I was positively obsessed. But what was I so obsessed about and why? And that's at the core of what we're going to talk about today. And really to answer that, it all starts with another question. What's the difference between education and learning? Sir Ken Robinson, best-selling author and igniter of creativity and education, plus one of the most popular TED Talk videos in the history of TED Talks, defined it this way. He said, and I think I'm quoting here, the difference is that learning is a natural process of acquiring skills and understanding. Education is a more organized approach to learning, a more formal approach very often. And then, as is the case for Sir Ken Robinson as a visionary, he went on to describe a school as a community of learners, which is such a huge shift in framework from how so many of us think about and experience school. In fact, Seth Godin, who's a 20-time best-selling author and a world-renowned marketer, he talks about education as shoveling information and procedure down the throats of students, whereas he thinks about learning as following the call of curiosity, exploring, trying, failing, and figuring out what happened so you can keep iterating and moving forward. In other words, learning is the process of developing how we think and model and understand the world, whereas educating stifles that by dictating it. And if you listen to episodes 88 and 89, you're going to be familiar with Maurice's story and how getting slapped around in his early 20s as the founder of a well-connected PR firm for not having done the work of educating himself led to a lifelong pursuit of becoming perpetually curious and educating himself, which is ultimately at the foundation of his success as a leader and as a master marketer. In fact, nowadays, the term market research is all about being curious, learning, and educating ourselves about the group of people who we want to help with our products and services. For me, even as an elementary school student, it was all about intense curiosity. And if you have ever experienced intense curiosity, whether your friend is in the middle of a story, you're reading a book, or watching a suspenseful show, you know the powerful itch of curiosity that just demands to be scratched. Anytime we talk about something being binge-worthy, oftentimes we're talking about 
how engrossed we get because of the curiosity that pulls us along. We just have to know what happens or what comes next. But it's actually quite difficult to hammer down and understand exactly what curiosity is and the role that curiosity plays in our motivation to seek out knowledge. Curiosity is an undeniable driver in the seeking out process of new information, knowledge, and understanding. But why is it so important and what is the role of curiosity? How does it do that? In entrepreneurship and leadership, it can draw the line between leaders and businesses that are seeking to know, understand, and learn more about their market, about their customers, even about themselves, versus those that don't seem to care or aren't motivated. We live in a data and attention-driven world. So many apps, companies, ads, and people are vying for the attention of customers. They're turning to data in order to increase their share of getting attention, and it is seriously cutthroat. In a world with so much data and so many businesses investing tirelessly into leveraging that data to grow, it can make the difference between falling behind really quickly or staying ahead of the curve. But when I took a step back and started diving into the research, I found myself suddenly very curious about curiosity. Talk about meta. As far back as 1994, George Lowenstein, researcher and professor of psychology and economics at Carnegie Mellon University, posited the now popular knowledge gap theory for curiosity, which reinterpreted the prior decades of research. That paper spawned what has now become the massive engine of consumer psychology, which is all about what's missing and about how your company or product can provide the answer or the solution. More recently, this wave has been pushing into what is often called problem marketing, where you identify the problem or pain point that your target or ideal customer is experiencing. And it has the benefit of helping those people feel understood. You're speaking to their struggles and their suffering, while also opening the door to providing relief, often in the form of a solution they can buy to fill the gap of what is missing for them. As it turns out, though, that's only part of the story of curiosity, but not all of it. Curiosity follows an inverted U-shaped curve. And what that means is, when we know only a little bit about something, we can become really curious about it. But once we start to learn a little bit, that curiosity really takes a nosedive. It dips down. And it often is only once we know a lot more that our curiosity peaks again. In fact, Lowenstein even pointed out that according to much of the research, so often when we quench our curiosity thirst for knowledge, we are immediately disappointed. There's a sharp decrease in motivation and interest when we satisfy our initial thirst for knowledge which might explain why so many people engage in the consumer behavior of buying information products, and yet most do not dive deep into them. They don't end up learning, educating themselves, and really making use of it. By some research and estimates, over 90% of information education products and courses go unfinished 
and unused. When you drive behavior with the knowledge gap aspect of curiosity, a serious dip in motivation might follow as soon as your client or customer or user starts to scratch that itch. Which actually leads to the next three links in understanding curiosity. All three of these studies looked inside the brains of people while asking them questions, presenting information, and comparing what happens in our brains when we are curious versus uninterested. And each of them adds a little more to the puzzle of curiosity and learning. In 2008, Min Jong Kang and six colleagues found that during and following the experience of curiosity, brain activity increases in the region that produces positive emotions and primes your memory. Following that, in 2014, Gruber, Gelman, and Ranganath expanded on that research. And in their own study, what they found and what they posited was that curiosity is actually anticipatory for information that is worth learning. And it then prepares your brain for learning while enhancing the reward process that drives learning. And that can actually end up increasing the speed and retention of learning new information. The third link, which is research done in 2019 by Murayama, Fitzgibbon, and Michiko, showed that curiosity and interest are the result of knowledge acquisition that leads to greater reward, which then generates a process to continue to propel us to learn in order to reap more rewards and to continue pursuing greater rewards. So pulling that together, the first link was about understanding that curiosity primes and gets the part of our brain that produces positive emotions and gets us ready for memory. That's what happens. The second link expanded on that and said, curiosity is actually anticipatory. And it kind of signals to us in our brain that the information we're about to get is worth learning and then enhances the processes that help us learn it and experience that process as rewarding. And finally, the third link is that beyond just the acquisition of information or knowledge, wires our brain to understand that the more we learn and know, the more we grow, the greater the rewards we can reap for ourselves and our lives. And so curiosity, in a moment where it identifies that learning something is going to help us get more for ourselves, for our lives, more rewards, it's going to push and pull us in that direction. Taken all together, it might just be that curiosity can fall flat or can drive us to learn more depending on the context and what we do with it. When there is only one dimension to the curiosity itch, one question to be answered, one problem to be solved, then we might experience a sharp decline in interest as soon as we get that. But what if curiosity is about an ongoing quest with more rewards to come if only we keep pursuing knowledge and learning? And to come back to that story of me as a kid asking for more homework and wanting more, even in elementary school, middle school, high school, 
it was really about that approach, that thought process. I was on a mission, a quest, not just to learn one thing, but to increase my learning as much as possible. For me personally, it came actually from having an older brother because I always had a role model, somebody who was just one year older than me, who was bigger, smarter, faster, in so many ways, better, because he was ahead of me. And there were a lot of things about growing up in the shadow of an older brother. Not everything about it was easy, but one thing I think was very powerful for me, and it was that I was constantly looking at somebody who was just a little bit ahead of me, who had learned a little bit more, who knew or had developed a bit more skill than me. And he wasn't that far off. He wasn't somebody who was 20 years older and who I'd never be able to catch up to. So I was perpetually playing catch up. And for me, curiosity was a huge driver because what it said is if you can know and learn and invest and build and grow, yourself day in and day out, over and over and over, what you can do is you can catch up. You can get to the point that your brother is at. Having somebody to look up to in that way and to strive to become and to try to become sooner rather than allowing it to wait for later was for me a huge piece of that curiosity that drove me to learn, and that made me the awkward, nerdy, annoying kid in the class who would raise his hand, ask for more homework, and get dirty looks from everybody around me. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 